1: Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mopin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Grommets Cutlery and Gifts, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naaman. Ah!
2: Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Lion Radio Show, coming to you from the surface of the sun, uh, if you want to look at our temperatures here recently, in the city of Sad Burning Ghetto, California. So uh, we are here in the Inland Empire, broadcasting to you from inside the People's Republic of Occupied California, making sure that you know all the Second Amendment news that's available, and hopefully some informational stuff that's going to be better for your shooting game. Joining me on this show, I have Mark Fox. Now, Mark Fox is a custom gunsmith, wildcatter extraordinaire. Uh, He has spent more time imagining what he could make a gun do than most of us uh, spend at work. So, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. I also have Bart Chow now. Bart Chow is a good friend of ours. He's with the. Uh, he's gone to a Rex Reviews Seventeen course down in uh, Texas, and he's going to be talking a little bit about that and precision rifle shooting. And again, it's how to make our game better, right? What is it that we're doing? How can these little things um, that that you learn in, in, by doing a competition or you learn by going through some seminars, how does that help us out all the way around when it comes to shooting? Whether it's trigger control, breathing control, sight pattern, all these things come into it in addition to shooting under pressure. So, yes, we're talking about precision long-range shooting and wildcats and stuff like that, but this all translates into the game of shooting. And uh, being a good at the game of shooting is helps you dramatically in life's self-defense so it, it all ties together so bear with me on that uh, we have a couple of things we want to talk about coming up one, one we had a huge news story this week i don't know if you guys caught it uh, bart i'm sure you you heard it you're here in southern california harvest christian fellowship out in irvine had some strange invaders now apparently they climbed a fence story that I'm hearing is they were clothed going in, naked coming out, two men with rifles, which may or may not have been fake. Uh, Different news reports are coming out. We don't have any names released yet, at least at the time of this recording. But um, what's important for us as citizens, as free men and women in this country and here in the People's Republic of Occupied California, is we need to harden the soft. Targets. If you do not have a CCW, now Bart, you're in LA County, you're hosed, sorry. <laughs> but those of you here in uh, some of the other counties, if you don't have a CCW and you haven't applied yet, shame on you. This was two people, scaled defense of a Christian church, went inside with rifles. They're not collecting for the Red Cross, as uh, Dirty Harry would say, right? They came out naked. Now, I think that's because the SWAT team would probably make them strip to make sure they don't have any bombs on them. But, um, so I don't think that's that's just the way it, it worked out. And frankly, that's probably a good call. But uh, two people going into a mega church with rifles. Now, imagine that's a Sunday afternoon, and these are people with bad intent. That's a soft target. Now, I know the people at Harvest are aware of this. They're on top of it, and, and they have measures for that. But those of you in smaller churches, venues... Realize that we as citizens, Mark, Bart, me, everybody else, we are the first responders. We are the ones who are going to be there when something comes down. It's not going to be a truckload of police when it happens. I mean, they, they'll show, as we, we talked about last week, but they're going to show in minutes. And a lot of bad things can happen in seconds. And so we want to make sure that you are you know your role as a citizen patriot is you need to be an effective first responder. And that means getting your CCW. If you can own one in a legal county, get your CCW. Carrie, be proficient with your defensive system. You must be proficient. And I'm going to leave that one right there. Um, September 23rd. September 23rd, for those of you who have been listening who aren't away dove hunting this weekend, uh, hopefully with your lead-free shot, September 23rd is National shooting sports foundations hunting and fishing and shooting sports day so we're going to be at bullseye sport at nine o'clock we're going to record a few sessions for the firing line radio show at 9 a.m then we are all spend all your money there get there bullseye sport spend all your money get all hold of all the great deals nine o'clock starting at 10 o'clock we're going to be at the rex review seminar uh, up at the fish store on the 15 check it out at bass uh, at uh, rexreviews.org rexreviews.org for tickets you want to be involved in that and the reason you want to be involved in that and what's so special about it Bart, what did you learn at RX17 in Houston? Or was it Dallas? Dallas. It
3: was Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, it was extremely comprehensive.
2: Well, you know, before you go into that what was your level before you took the class?
3: Uh, well, I've been... Shooting pretty much all of my adult life, starting as a late teenager. Um, I've done everything from IDPA and IPSIC and three gun and uh, a lot of tactical shooting uh, classes with a lot of the tier one guys. And um, so I started to, you know, get into long range precision rifle. And um, of course, there's a whole lot of, you know, calculations and math
2: it's the next evolution right
3: oh totally right you know it's you know a lot of the pistol sports and the you know competitions uh you know rely on a lot of you know physical ability and a lot of repetition you know to to make your gains however in like precision rifle shooting whether it be you know static or stuff like prs where you're actually you know running and doing different positions and using barricades and awkward stuff, uh, no matter what, if you're going to shoot precisely at long-distance targets accurately, you know, you've got to get your math down, and you've got to get your scope settings, you've got to get really good equipment, and you've got to know what everything, what's happening. And uh, the ARC-17 course was phenomenal. And, you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of your listeners know that, you know, it piggybacked, on top of the Sniper 101 series that's on YouTube by Taborosaurus Source Rex and Rex Reviews, And, you know, that's a, you know, for people who don't know, it's 101 episodes, which are, like, an hour to sometimes two hours long, each diving into... It was
2: a, uh, an endeavor of love to uh, create oh, this uh, thing.
3: I believe it took five years to complete. And, uh, and there's, like, nothing that isn't, you know touched upon or unearthed and explained in great detail. You know, Rex has an amazing talent for taking a lot of complicated, you know, elusive things and explaining them in layman's terms.
2: And he's got the heart of a teacher.
3: Oh, completely. And he loves... A, a
2: good that. teacher, not your high school math teacher, a good teacher.
3: Yes, and, and he, <laughs> he, he breathes and lives this stuff, right? I mean, he's a walking encyclopedia. Um, and phenomenal guy, a nice guy. And, you know, he started it five years ago just as an expression of who he is and, like, to give back to people of what he's learned. And he never did it to, like, make any money or become famous or anything like that. But, you know, as we know in life, you know, when you find these kind of people who are very special and, and have a big heart and have a lot to give, you know, people gravitate towards them, right? They, they know that these people are... Are very special, and that they 're authentic you know that 's yeah. one of the things is he 's really authentic and you know, he doesn 't have a, a another ulterior motive or an agenda you know he 's actually just doing what he 's doing you know purely
2: well let's let 's talk about he 's been on the show multiple times actually he 's run the show once, but the the reason that he 's doing this, and folks need to realize this is. You need to be proficient. You, as a citizen in this country, need to be proficient. I just came back from Boston, and man, my patriotic vigor is all up about what those guys had to do to give us this country. And those of us who are patriots left, we need to be vigilant, we need to be competent, and we need to be aware of what's going on. And your bolt-action rifle system is your Minuteman rifle. AR-15s are awesome. I love them. They're fun. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a different thing that's happening and, and you need to have a skill set in both you talked about your own experience you started with probably the Glock to the AR to the combat shotgun and now you know your natural progression is precision bolt action rifle and those of us out here we need to be competent with all of them i'm not saying don't shoot IDPA or IPSC but this is a component of your experience that you're going to want to have be involved in and this is an opportunity september 23rd and 24th it's not free Okay, we have to fly these guys out here from North Dakota. We've got to pay for the room and all this other stuff, but this is the this is a seminar. As you just heard Bart say, he's been shooting his whole life. This is the seminar that'll take you to the next level. It will take ten years off of your experience chart and, and get you up there. That's ten years of not being frustrated at the range just to figure these things out on your own. Wouldn't you agree with that, Bart?
3: Oh, completely. Like you know, there's there's. Here's an example of like all the different things that, you know, we covered. It was so comprehensive from like internal ballistics, external ballistics, terminal ballistics. And if a lot of people don't know exactly what the difference between those are, well, then that
2: that's where you need you. to be there. Hey, we're oh, running out of time on this segment. We'll pick it up real quick on that. And we'll actually, we'll actually talk to Mark Fox,
4: Mark Fox, <laughs> wildcat Extraordinary gunsmith. We'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether
5: for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to
4: educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951 823 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951- Eight two three zero two one one.
1: Pull! the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by bullseye sports in riverside and cutting-edge bullets for when you care enough to send the very best all right you primitive screwheads listen up see this
3: this is my boomstick
2: hey folks welcome back to firing line radio show now you know Bullseye Sport in Riverside is having their fifth annual celebration of the National Hunting, Shooting, and Fishing Day. We just talked about that last segment. But Saturday, September 23rd at 9 a.m., Firing Line Radio is going to be recording a special session at 9 a.m. on September 23rd. So come on out to Bullseye Sports, see Vince Torres for the celebration. We're going to have firearm giveaways, free use of the virtual reality shooting simulator, presentations on firearm safety, food and refreshments, free t-shirts to the first hundred customers, and discounts throughout the store, including firearms and tons, tons of 22 ammo available. That's a lot. Come on out to Bullseye Sports, Saturday, September 23rd. Doors open at 9 a.m., but get there early. Bullseye Sport on Brockton, between Arlington and Central and Riverside. Call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. Or tap the AM590 mobile app. Check them on Facebook, BullseyeSport.com. BullseyeSports.com, where the Inland Empire gets their guns, ammo, and gets ready to hunt. Hey, um... Folks, joining me here, I have Bart Chow. Bart Chow is a, a local PRS shooter. Uh, PRS stands for Precision Rifle Series. Um, I like to consider it the Patriot Rifle Shooter Series, but anyway, it can it can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Uh, that's one of the passions that Bart has. He's talking about an RX-17 class that he went to in Dallas. We are hosting the RX-18 class, going to be here September 23rd, 24th. Check it out at rexreviews.org, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Two full days. You have to be involved in the seminar to go to the shoot day. Our shoot day will be in the spring. We're looking at some private locations to do that, and it's going to be an awesome time. But you have to have the class as a prerequisite. And Bart, you would probably say that that it's necessary to have the class in order to do the shooting at that at that level.
3: Oh, completely. Because uh, you don't want to waste time out on the range, and you know you don't want to be that guy on the line who you know doesn't have all this stuff squared away in order to actually. Start engaging targets at long, long distances accurately, and you know we don't we don't want to have to have uh, the stuff that you should sure already know done before you get out onto the line.
2: It's an investment. It's investment in time. It's investment in some money, but it's an investment, and you have to do your homework, or it's not going to work. You can't just buy an off-the-shelf rifle, and well, you know some rifles off-the-shelf. Let me just rephrase that: some rifles off-the-shelf are made harmonically beautifully on a wednesday they're not a monday gun or a friday gun others need some work now mark in your gunsmithing experience what have you what have what have you found in this particular area
6: well <clears throat> well generally what makes a rifle shoot well is that the rifle uh was built on what we call in the industry true center line um that can be accomplished from a factory rifle um and most definitely is something that, that a rifle builder practices. Um, and there's a lot of things that dictate um, whether a rifle is built in true center lines. Um, the action uh, that the barrel screws into, the chamber, and of course, the barrel itself. Um, you know, a lot of guys want to take a factory rifle and be able to use that for competition and and you know like you said uh philip it it, it can be done um but lots of times not to the level to be competitive so um there's a lot of factors um that play into that uh into into that accurate rifle it can be a scope with no parallax uh your form and the way that the stock is designed and how you look to the scope um the quality of loads that you're shooting um, uh, you know a lot of things there that are involved in that and True centerline is the main main focus, and uh, your ability to shoot that rifle and have the form uh, that's needed, and have the quality scope and quality
2: loads. You know that's that's interesting. The, the last part you said about your ability to shoot it, because you know we've heard Rex talk before. You can't just give a guy a set of Cobra golf clubs and he's not. Uh, I don't even know if that's the name anymore, but <laughs> he's not going to be Tiger Woods. You can't give a guy a, a guitar; he's not going to automatically be Jimi Hendrix, right? This is a skill set that has to be learned and developed. And, you know, what you're talking about on the true center line, if you guys go through that Rex Reviews series on YouTube, Sniper 101, it'll talk all about the basics of what you should have done to a rifle to have a system that you can rely on time and time again to make first round calculated hits. And that's the important part. I mean, if you want to shoot a mile and it takes you 62 shots to hit the steel dot or a steel plate, is that really shooting a mile? <laughs> Or is that artillery practice? You know, uh, there's difference. So um, having the skill set and the equipment is very important. Uh, What else would you say is is your number one takeaway from the RX-17 that you did, Bart?
3: Well, that you actually hit it on the head is, um, you know, one of the other... I mean, there were numerous uh, instructors who had extremely qualified background uh, who presented there and taught on the different things. And And uh, one of them was George Bankey from Mirage ULR. And, you know, he likes to use the phrase, which I want to adopt, is command shots. And uh, that is the difference. You know, that's a first-round hit at extreme distances, you know, taking into account Coriolis and spin drift. And you're talking about humidity and you're talking about wind and all these other things that, you know, first-round hits at extreme distances. That's the difference between, you know, Shooting, seeing where you're hitting, and where's the wind pushing your bullet, and all this other stuff, and then just walking the the round in. Hopefully, Um, that's the huge difference um, at really long distance, which uh, I think is uh, probably one of, for me, one of the things that was really important to me. I mean, there's there was a myriad of different topics that were covered, um, and I when you get a really good understanding of them, suddenly. You realize where you should spend your money on what type of equipment, where you get best bang for your buck. Also, there um, you're in a really, you know, the people that attend these, uh, you know, RX level, you know, RX 17, RX 18 level courses are top of their game. And you know, we had military, we had law enforcement, we have you know, top of the uh, top of their game hunters, you know, extreme, you know, hunters a lot of, you know, I never hunted before, but I have a huge respect for them because they're doing, you know, they're lugging all this stuff around, they're in, you know, inclement weather, and when game pops up, you know, they may only have a few seconds, a few moments to actually whip that sucker out and, you know, estimate estimate their range and get that shot out, you know, that is something that, you know, a lot of people don't really
2: realize. Yeah. And and so here we're talking about long range shooting and this is, you know, I I enjoy long range hunting, long range for me. It's not 10,000 yards, you know, but I enjoy having the ability. I, I want the ability to call the shot I need in the field now that doesn't mean that you take this course and all of a sudden you're shooting 1900 yards at an animal i don't think that's a, that's respective now you want to shoot 1900 yards at a terrorist you go right ahead if you hit him in the kneecap i don't care but you hit an elk in the kneecap that's an issue so you know i have a different level of terrorists versus versus animals but this skill set would help you be a much better 300 yard shooter much better 200-yard shooter. So it all carries down. And so if you minimize your mistakes and you graze the top of your game, you're able to command shot your 300 yards. And if that's your ethical hunting limit where you're happy with, with your equipment, but you have this skill set, then you're the best you can be. And that's, that's where I think is important. It doesn't mean all of a sudden you have to wear a, uh, you know, a paracord bracelet and only wear 511s and uh, grow a beard and have to launch everything a mile away. No, it's it's learning the skill set to be the best you can be in your particular area. Now, Mark, you hunt up there in uh, in Washington. Are you on the west side or east side?
6: Uh, I am on the west side, up against the west side of the Cascade Mountain.
2: Okay, so you've got very dense forests up there, so you're not going to be looking at, you know, the uh, that that particular area it isn't really a long range area, but you still need the skill set to be effective for what you're going to do, right?
6: Yes. Well, the, the the far west side, the the coastal range is very dense, and then you have the Cascade Mountain Range, and then you have east of the Cascade Mountain Range, the Cascade Mountain Range is um, a lot of long range shooting. Okay. Uh, that's where most of my hunting is done, and uh, it's uh, it's mixed. Uh, between, you know... Alpines? It
2: yeah, exactly. Very so. good. Very good. Okay, so we've talked about some of the things I want to take away from here is on your rifle, true center line is the most important thing. Now, can that be achieved off a of factory rifle? Yeah, sometimes they can. I've had a couple that have just shot unbelievably well. More often than not, your best bet is going to be to take your factory rifle. If what you want if, if your goal is to have something that you can count on, long range, precision shooting, take your rifle action, just start with an action, call Mark Fox, and when we come back after this we're going to talk about what is actually done to an action of a rifle, the barrel of the rifle, the trigger system, the stocks, everything else that's involved in this to give you something that can repeat time and time again with a command shot downrange Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show we'll be right back after this
1: the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by the riverside indoor shooting range by grommets cutlery and gifts and ccw safe
5: spartans lay down your weapons (laughs) come and get them
2: that's right Mulan lave saturday folks philip neyman firing line radio get our podcasts at firinglineradio.com they are still free get them while they're free I think I'll start charging about a hundred bucks a piece for them. So you better hurry up and uh, get those while they're still free. This Wednesday, I forgot to mention this earlier, guys. I'm sorry about that. Friends of the NRA is going to have a special event five o'clock Wednesday at the Mill Creek Cattle Company. I'm going to be there. I think I've given out six or seven tickets already uh, to other people. So um, show up. It's going to be a good mixer. It's not a big dinner. Order what you want, but this is a mixer. This is how you associate with other. Uh, Patriots in the area. It's a great event. Friends of the NRA. These next Wednesday, the sixth at five o'clock p.m. Make sure you're there. Mill Creek Cattle Company. And joining me back on the show, I have Mark Fox and Bart Chow. Now we just talked a little bit about what makes a rifle precision rifle. A lot of guys out here have Remington 700s. I have some. I mean, it's it's probably the most popular bolt action rifle ever. Uh, one of the lower-end versions that you could find online, used, or, or even brand new, is called their SPS ser- series, and it has like a Tupperware stock, but it's still got the Remington 700 action. Mark, if I bought one of those, let's say in a standard standard action caliber, and, and sent it up to you, what would you do? What would you suggest if I wanted a well, an affordable, quality, precision rifle?
6: Well, the... Uh First thing anybody should do when they uh get a new rifle is uh, try to identify through load development um whether it's a uh, platform that actually needs something changed on it uh so good point I would always suggest that you know a guy does a full ladder work up uh, uh load development and figure out what is capable of shooting. Um, On occasion, you'll find a factory rifle, regardless of what manufacturer it is, that it might shoot some quarter-inch groups. Um, The 700 footprint is is a good, very, very good platform to start from because it is a a lathe-turned action. So, of course, the action is going to dictate what the barrel mounts to, uh, and the rifle is only going to shoot as good as what we were talking about, that true center line. Um, the, a lot of the cheaper factory rifles, I mean, when a manufacturer makes something to compete for the big box stores and for the average guy who doesn't want to pay a whole lot for a rifle, they have to cut corners somewhere. Um, lots of times it's done in, in the manufacturing of the stock, and right. that can be the weak point in and whether or not your rifle uh, ends up shooting well. Um, so on something like the uh, FPS, you know, the first thing that you could do is probably get a quality aftermarket stock and have it properly bedded uh, uh, for the action, a, a stress-free bedding and um, have the barrel channel uh, properly bedded to match the contour of the barrel.
2: And this is something that, you can do you know, on your, use. this is something you can do on your own. You know, you call up McMillan, um, which I recommend, they got great, great stocks over there. Uh, they're not the world's cheapest, but they are probably one of the best. And um, it's quality stuff. And you can learn to bed your own. So, you know, practice on the uh, on the stock it came with and then finish on the other yep. one, but you know, this is something you can do at home. I've betted several. Um, it's it's important to make sure you follow the directions and use the clay where you need to use it and plenty of release oil. Uh, but other than that, it's it's not impossible to do this on your own.
3: You know, um, no, it's, it's not. in here for a second here. Yeah, Bart. Since we're on the topic of, <clears throat> you know, not everyone, you know, I, I would. Shudder to think about what happens if every single person on this radio show sent their rifles to mark you'd probably be <laughs> overloaded and they wouldn't get <laughs> their rifle back for a year um we're, so since we're on the you know topic of people what they can do you know if they have a budget and something they can do on their own um you know in addition to swapping out a to, for a better stock i would recommend and that's what was covered in our uh, 17 was you know in getting a better trigger you know and uh, one of the vendors who was there who had uh, who had triggers that you could try, and also uh, talked about the engineering of their triggers with Huber triggers. And I personally have one of them, and I think they're amazing. There's some other good, you know, companies out there. You know, you've got Timney, and t- et cetera, Jewel, but uh, the trigger is something that I think, you know, for not a whole lot of money, and something that they don't have to send their rifle in, you know, to somewhere to a gunsmith actually to work on, is a huge,
2: huge, huge. Um,
3: Advantage, yeah. so you're
2: you're absolutely right on that. And most most factory rifles come with what we always call jokingly the lawyer trigger. You know, it's the one that the factory lawyer signed off on. Seven, eight, nine, sixty-two pounds. You oh. almost get a hernia uh, using it the first couple of times. But you know, a, a trigger is relatively easy to replace. Again, there's a lot of instruction online. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable, the gunsmith can put that in for you too. But a difference of a crisp two and a half to three and a half pound hunting trigger. Yes, people shoot much lighter than that for target stuff that's on them i don't I don't personally like a hunting trigger less than two and a half pounds that's my It's just a personal choice. three and a half pounds on on some uh again it's a personal choice depends on where the rifle breaks nice and cleanly so that that's a great observation there Bart thank you for that
6: yes it it is it's it's uh the the trigger is very, very important because, you know, regardless of how accurate your your rifle might be, if you can't hold it on target when you're squeezing that trigger, it, it can definitely
2: affect the shot. It absolutely will. Of, yeah. The shot. Absolutely. And, and then the harder the trigger is, the more anticipation it builds into the shooter. And they have more of a chance to uh, think about what's about to happen. So, so when you have a rifle system, you've got... Everything's trued, center-lined. You've machined your action, so it's completely true. You you check the barrel to make sure the bore on the barrel is, is straight, because sometimes those are off slightly. Um, and then you've reached the next level, and that's called wildcatting. Mark, why would anybody do anything that's what was considered a wildcat? Well,
6: you know, a lot of it is, is um, a lot of people like to refer to that is because you can. Um, that is the uh, one reason that, that some guys wildcat, other guys wildcat because they're, they're a tinker. Uh, they enjoy um, seeing what the end results of whatever it is they design or whatever idea they come up with. Um, the other reason is is to uh, try to tap into performance levels that the, the factory Sammy stuff uh, does not provide or perform and um uh you know i grew up uh hunting on a large ranch in south texas and uh i shot sammy rounds you know uh most of my life no, okay so and, sammy uh,
2: sammy stands for the sport um sport ammunition uh, Manufacturers Institute and it's it's the yes. basic it's like if you shoot a three hundred eight, these are the specifications, this is the velocity, or this is the pressure that this round is cased to handle if you want to sell factory ammunition over the counter yes, okay. correct so that's kind of the framework, so anything non-SAMI, non-approved or available at Walmart is pretty much in the wildcat realm
6: yes you have you have um you have rounds that are that are Sammy and then you have rounds that are um you know, wildcats, which are basically modified versions of the factory stuff. You have um proprietary, you have um um cartridges that are commercial but have not been reviewed and put on the Sammy list too. So um technically I like to consider anything that is not a Sammy round wildcat some people will say well that's that's a commercial round even though it's not Sammy so it's not a wildcat but
2: and here's here's um, a lot of the things that have happened you know people wildcat it's the leading edge all right there's some guys like Lane Simpson had a, a famous round called the 7 mm shooting times western he took some he took a different factory round and he necked it down and moved the shoulder a bit and and created something with fantastic performance that didn't exist before and then it became a standardized round later on. So a lot of the things that these guys are coming up with become standardized. Uh, the 338.6 that's another wildcat that's a standardized a great cartridge uh, great cartridge you know so a lot of these things somebody somewhere, most of the time it was 75 years ago created it and it's the guys who are doing this wildcat and is thinking about what if what if i took this bullet and put that much powder behind it in this action what could it possibly do right mark correct, correct. And, and now you're cutting correct. edge when we come back we got 30 seconds here so i want to start you on the next segment on this but when we come back the cutting edge now for wildcat is this extreme long range stuff you know we, we've got um, cutting edge bullets is one of our sponsors here and he's uh, Dan Dan uh, Smitchko Smitty over there, has got some great long-range projectiles. That I know you shoot them in some of these yep. long-range, ridiculous-range, uh, let's call that ridiculous-range matches, where you can't see the target with your naked eye, uh, but you've developed specific applications for this. And we're going to talk about that when we come back right here with Mark Fox and Bart Chow, Philip Nayman. Don't forget September 23rd, 24th, National Shooting and Hunting Day at Advent's,
4: and then we head over to Rex Reviews for the seminar. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. visit ccwsafe.com today am
1: 590 the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by prado olympic shooting park in chino and vortex optics vortex the force of optics
0: are you not entertained are you not entertained is this not why you are
6: here
2: hey folks welcome back to firing line radio show and remember now We're gearing up. This is the last couple of weeks here. Last couple of weeks before the RX-18, September 23rd, 24th, over there at the Bass Pro Shops in Rancho Cucamonga. Seminar starts at 10 to 7. You should pre-register for your tickets. Pre-register at rexreviews.org, rexreviews.org. And uh, this is going to give you the background information you're going to need to go to the next level. If you want to be a Tier 1 shooter, uh, he's going to help you save thousands of dollars in ammunition costs, new barrels, um, and just wasted time. So this is an important thing. We're talking with Mark Fox. Mark Fox, what's your website, Mark?
6: No, I, I do not have a website. I'm too busy to take on more business. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Well, in one of the ways, if you want to communicate with Mark, though, is on Facebook, there's a page called Wildcat Cartridges and Custom Rifles. And that's where I've met him. So um, very interesting stuff. A lot of things that are going on there. You're doing a lot of of wildcatting now with a specific purpose to try and push the envelope for long-range shooting. Right, Mark? Correct. So tell us a little Correct. bit about that.
6: Well, um, most wildcatting is done off of uh, off of basic cartridges that have been out for a lot of years. Um, and pretty much just about everything out there has been done to a, a factory cartridge to make it a wildcat. It, a lot of guys think, you know, I'll take this cartridge and do this to it, and, and the end result is I'll have something that somebody else has never designed. well, chances are it has been they just don't know about it but um you know in the uh the never ending quest to shoot further and further um, you have to start thinking outside the box um myself and and a gentleman by a pro martyrhafter who lives up in Alaska. They've kind of paired up, and we're actually building new cartridges, introducing new cartridges that have never been seen before on, in the market, and it's all done to tap into a performance level to compete in in EOR, so that the, the different results you'll come up with a different results faster, um, uh, faster, uh, pushing higher BC bullets. Um, One of the things that that determines um, what you can push out of a cartridge is, of course, uh, uh, the barrel length uh, and the capacity, but like all things, there's an issue with what kind of pressures you can run in the cartridge. Um, X cartridge will only handle X pressure, so adding volume really won't help. There's an issue in the industry today of powders that are not slow enough for these mega wildcats that are being produced. So the, to get the results you need, you have to run higher pressures. And in the factory stuff, we're limited to what is known as this, the SAMI spec maximum. So otherwise, X case only handles 65,000 PSI or 70,000. So you're limited there. So. Um, you know, you can take a a like you were talking about earlier. This the seven STW. Um, uh, you've got a cartridge that has a, a large capacity, and it's necked down to a seven millimeter. The end result is that the performance will be dictated by the barrel length, the pressure, and the volume.
2: So, and, and the other thing on the on the, the, the volume the other thing on the volume is the diameter of the barrel hole I mean it's a the burning chamber is the entire length of the barrel so when it's narrow like seven millimeter as opposed to 33 caliber the volume size is hugely different
6: yes yes and there, there's a, a trend that follows um, cartridges based upon uh, the bore diameter uh, you can take let's say for example a a 7 millimeter, regardless of what size of volume you're using behind it, regardless of the barrel length and regardless of the powder you're using, um, about as fast as you're going to push that is about 3,400 feet mi- minus, plus or minus 50 feet per second. Uh, 338 has a limit um, Uh, 375 has a limit, and those limits are all dictated by the pressure that the cup or the pocket in the cartridge that you're using will allow. Uh, It all has to do with restriction, volume, barrel length, length, burn rate, and pressure limits. Yep. So, you know, wildcating has gone beyond that now, Um, it's gotten to where... um, At least for us, we're developing our own brass now so that we can tap into higher pressure limits, um, so that you can, uh, run larger volumes of powder. Some of the problems today in wildcatting is, is you can have the volume, but a lot of guys believe, well, you need, there's no, there's not powder slow enough on the market to be able to utilize that volume. Well, Volume is not necessarily always the issue. You know, you you can have a case that has too much volume that you can't utilize uh, that volume, so you have to back down the load density uh, because of pressure that's created, but then you also run into ignition problems because of not being enough case fill. Um, You can... uh, Our goal is to try to increase the pressure limit so that you can use a higher case fill so you can utilize the higher volume that you've built into the case with today's powders. Um, Today's powders is kind of a... A A limiting factor. A limiting factor. But what we can do, we can't force a powder manufacturer to make a slower powder. You can't make a slower powder yourself, but you can make a case that will handle more pressures So that you can use more of the available powders so what that's kind of what we've looked at as being you know the key to building wildcats for today
2: solving one of the issues and again this is for specific purposes why don't you tell them a little bit about uh, one of the projects you're working on for somebody i know
6: for somebody you know as in uh someone specific
2: yeah somebody that i know real well maybe
6: okay well um
2: working on,
6: yeah six five Prometheus um, six five Prometheus is a wildcat that was designed by Promarttyshef uh, up in Alaska and it's basically a three thirty eight slash uh, three hundred normal case that is uh, uh blown out and, and the the walls are straightened out and the and the shoulder angle is changed. Um, and it's necked down to 6'5". It's uh, one of the fastest Wildcats uh, in the 6'5". Caliber on the market today. Uh, it pushes a 140-grain bullet uh, over 3,500 feet per second, and uh, actually building one right now. <laughs> Mark, I had a question for you. What did you
3: ask of the uh, 7mm 300 Win Mag Wildcat that uh,
6: Taborosaurus Rex?
2: That's a great uh, cartridge,
6: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, what do you think about that like what do your you know. um I am personally not fond of belts, um, however, the seven millimeter three hundred is is a very good wildcat um because it's a simple wildcat and it puts you in the volume range and performance level that um, you can get kind of a build, 7mm. Do, and use. Yeah, in a 7mm and still fit into a standard long box.
2: So basically, so it, a, what, what he's saying, uh, to, so I can give people background on that, there's bigger 7mm cartridges like the 7 and 7STW, yeah. but the 7300, it's a smaller case, but it seems to be right about at the efficiency curve where you can throw more powder behind it, but you're not getting a lot of more bang for your buck. And that 7300, just like the 270-300 Win Mag that we uh, wildcatted here on the show, you know, it's right at the top of that efficiency curve and it, so it's it's almost getting everything you can out of a seven millimeter
3: yes. it's also, yeah so as i understand it it, exactly. it's really easy to reload
2: yeah it's one pass you just take yes. just put uh, if you have bushing s style dies you just change the bushing on it or you can order special dies for it one pass and now you've got a seven 300 yeah Awesome. Yes. Hey, folks, I want to thank my guest, Mark Fox. You can get a hold of him at Wildcat and Custom Rifles on Facebook. Bart Chow, do you have a, do you have anything that you want to be hassled by people for?
3: <laughs> well, if uh, I highly recommend that uh, if they're really serious about upping their precision game, the long-distance game, that they try to do what they can to make it to RX-18, and uh, I'll be there, and uh, God save the republic
2: very good thank you very much for that rx18 rx18 september 23rd 24th at the bass pro shops of cucamonga you do not want to miss this if you're not at the class you can't come to our live shoot and you're going to want to do both so let's make it an event make sure you're there tickets are still available at rexreviews.org thank you folks for being on there and until then we'll see you all next week when you have to shoot shoot don't talk
1: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, and Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Grommets Cutlery and Gifts, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics